Welcome to the latest, the greatest, the best, uh, better than the rest episode Breakdown of the Breakdown Walls podcast. <laughs> Breakdown Walls. Breakdown Walls. <laughs> and I have a call oh. so my voice can go even deeper. Whoa. He's, he's Breakdown Walls. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Welcome, guys. Um. We are here. It is a thing. Sterlock and Super Blind Man here to tell you all about the stuff and some things too. Oh man, what a week it's been! Uh, once again, we're gonna have we're gonna have no guests for a couple of different reasons. Number one, number one, um, I am planning on working with our good friend and podcast veteran Cello later on. Also, Bob. <laughs> Um, oh, wow. I'm planning on working with... Bob very enthusiastic. Yes, he is. He is. working with Cello. He, yes, apparently. And it has nothing to do with the fact that he wants me to pick him up. No, he just wants me to work with Cello. <laughs> no. I'm going to be working with her later today. And with any luck, we will have, as of tomorrow, closed captioning on my stream. Yeah. Like, holy cow, man. Um, so there's that. <coughs> second, second reason is, we just flat out lost power today because there's some people working outside out back of our house and their work cut our power for the last several hours Oops. so that's awesome good job so that that threw a wrench into the works but you know we're here we're, we're doing the thing uh it's gonna be a pretty basic show no voice messages uh this time but uh i do have some stuff for accessibility news for um for gaming news so we're gonna get into that big accessibility news this week yeah yeah pretty big stuff pretty big stuff um, surprises, actually. Surprises. Yeah. And those are those are cool. Alright, um, we're gonna get right into it then. Let's get into, first, the gaming news. Here we are. It's time for some gaming news. And uh, we also have a purring cat joining us on stream. Oh, well, not on I stream, don't... on podcast. I don't know if I don't think it's coming through the mic though, because he's on the other side from the mic. So hopefully it's not. But if it is, I, I can't it's, hear him. It's an effect. That's what it, it's just. <laughs> just look at it as a, a podcast effect. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's a v, it's a VST plugin. Yes, it's a, it's Bob. a special Angel Bob VST plugin. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So gaming news. A couple things I want to talk about. Um, let's talk about Death Stranding for a second, real quick first. Oh man, um, two days. Well, it comes out in two days, and that is super exciting. Um, but I think it's worth just kind of a general discussion of how it's being received. Yeah, that's that's been really weird to watch. Well, it's it's in a way, I don't think it's as surprising as other people might think that it is. Um, because the thing is, we were told by Kojima. Kojima told us all. He actually was, was honest enough to admit that Death Stranding is not going to be for everyone. Yeah. So, you know, from, from that perspective, we were warned, and no one should be shocked at this. Um, mm-hmm. But it, that's basically what's, what's going on here, to just put this all in, in frame here, is that's exactly what's happening. Death Stranding is not for everyone. <laughs> yeah. So, and their views are kind of all over the place. They're all over the place. They're, that game has multiple perfect tens. 
multiple perfect tens, but it also has three in one place. Three. I think it was. Um, I probably shouldn't even speculate because I, I probably will get it wrong. I don't want to get it wrong. But anyway, one one place I know has like a three point five review score of out of ten. So <laughs> you know, it's uh, it is literally all over the place. And what people are, what a lot of people are saying is, the people that don't like it are saying the gameplay is boring. Um, the mission structure is one type of mission, um, you know, and that's boring. And you're you're spending your whole time delivering things to different places on the map, and the map is huge, so it takes forever to get there, and that's boring. Blah 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 blah. You know, tearing it down for stuff like that. I see my argument to that would be, in a lot of Kojima's games, the gameplay is secondary to the story yeah and i think i think that is true with this one too i think that i think that's that's what i that's where i'm at with it um because the people that love it are the ones in my opinion and this i guess this could be viewed as a controversial opinion but in my opinion the people that love it are the ones that get it in a way the people that hate it don't get it yeah um they're the ones that are that can look past the typical gameplay structure that they're looking for you know um we all have standards these days when it comes to games and people when they play a certain type of game are looking for a certain type of gaming structure and this doesn't conform to those things and that's why the people hate it hate it in my opinion yeah um and the people that love it are getting it they're, they're understanding what, the, what what they're trying to convey here is a story it is an experience that yes uses the gameplay of a del- he's a courier you know in, in the yeah. in the story of the game, the character is a courier. It, it so, makes sense for him to be delivering things. Right, like right. Us. And it even makes sense for him to be delivering things all the freaking time because he's a courier. <laughs> yeah. That's literally his job. Yeah. Um, the, the whole thing about rebuilding America is, is something that, from my understanding of the story, comes uh, as kind of a, you know, could you do this since you're already delivering to these places kind of thing? Could you help us establish this network kind of situation where he's being asked to do additional things? Um, And that's, and that's, I think what the the people that get it are getting is that this is one of those games that is trying to tell you a story and it's, it's its own story and it's trying to give you an experience and it's its own experience and it wants you to, to be there and experience it and feel the feels of the, the moments of the game. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's, it's, uh, and they, they, the people that get it talk a lot about how they understand that the game is about connection. It's about connection between people and connection of, you know, a larger, a larger thing. Like, you know, how eventually you're, you're not only delivering things, but you're also rebuilding. You literally are rebuilding roads, you know, building bridges, you know, yeah. connecting, connecting, connecting. And the connection theme goes through into the game's uh, uh, what they call asynchronous multiplayer. Which the game doesn't, the game does not have typical multiplayer. You're never, you know, okay, I'm going to jump in your game, bro. It's and not co-op. You're not, it's not co-op. You're not joining your friends like that. No, no, no. What happens is you will just be in your world, you'll be in your game, and you'll just find a structure, like maybe a ladder or some climbing climbing hooks, something like that, that was put there by another player that will help you get to what from one place to another without using your own resources. Um and you can then 
if you find a structure like that, you can then like that structure or you know rate that structure. And likes in Death Stranding, uh, kind of a kind of a social media style like system, gives you experience. So oh, wow. if so, if then you say to yourself, "Oh wait, I found this thing that really helped me out. Maybe I should leave something somewhere that's going to help someone else out later." Pay it forward. Pay it forward. If you pay it forward, then you'll start getting the likes for the thing that you left behind wow. from other players who find it. That's really cool. It goes further than that. It goes further than that. If you start rebuilding a road, um, you and several other players. So I guess um, what happens is you look at the materials you need to build this road and you, you're like, oh, my God, that's ridiculous. You need so much of this material. It's, it's going to take so long to do this. And then you realize that you're not the only one contributing to the road. Mm-hmm. Materials are coming in from other players as well. Really so cool. you're not the only one responsible. It's about wow. connection of all types of things, physical connections and like, you know, mental connections and, you know, forming them with those players, even if you don't know them. And one of the, one of the craziest little, little things, the craziest little shouts, the craziest little nods towards the theme of connection that they have in the game is the smallest little detail. You have the ability in the game to call out, like to see if like, like, Hey, is anyone out there? Yeah. You can do that. And you might get a response from an actual other player. They can't, they can't dictate what the response is. They, they, it's not a messaging system, but you might hear a distant voice saying, "Hey, yeah, I'm out here." You know, oh wow, it's just another player. Just that's a little thing you can do. It just you know, it uh, it uh, informs the idea that there's more than just you out that's there. Super cool. Yeah, I think it's super cool. I'm I'm all I'm on board with it myself personally. I mean, I haven't played it. We probably can't play it. I'll be honest with you. We probably can't play yeah, it. No. But uh, you know, I think it's super neat. Um, and I, I I'm definitely I think, down for watching a playthrough or two. Yeah, yeah. I think I think people that like Kojima games are going to like this game. I like oh, and I also I, I like also Kojima think a lot, so. I also think too that um, some of the things about the gameplay. So, so some people were saying, some even even some that said the gameplay wasn't necessarily, necessarily boring were also saying that it was tedious because they made traversal an actual challenge. You have to move through these spaces. You carry your cargo that you're delivering on your back oh, all wow. the time. So you have to move through and balance. You constantly have to balance your cargo. Even the way you set your cargo on your back is, is uh, going to affect your, your walking because it, it factors in weight of different pieces of cargo. So you could overbalance based on how you have it set up on your back. Oh, wow. Uh, and, and here's the thing. I actually think that there is a reason behind that too because in a lot of games – you get to walking from one place to another and you zone out, you know, because why, why you don't have to pay attention. You know where the waypoint is. You know where you're, you you're going, point, where you're headed. Point B, yeah. And then you can just like kind of go on autopilot. Yeah. And in this and game, you can't huh. because you have to be aware of your balance. You have to be aware of the condition of your cargo. There's, there's a type of rain that falls called time fall. And it, uh, when, when time fall, uh, falls, it ages the things around it. Um, Whoa. You know, so so you can actually you can actually watch plants grow, and it looks pretty for a second, and then they die because everything is aging super fast. Whoa. Um. So yeah, so there so there's timefall, but the thing is, timefall ages everything that it hits, which means it ages your cargo, thus damaging your cargo. Your cargo gets older and more messed up as uh, as timefall hits it. Whoa. So you also have to protect your cargo from that. Um. You have to protect your your cargo and yourself and yourself yeah. from BTS. Uh, which are the enemies of the game. 
they're ghost-like apparitions that can barely be seen. Uh, you have to keep you have to keep your this is a real thing, bridge baby, in mind as well. Bridge. It's a real thing. Yep, it's a it's a real thing. They they are the bridge babies are what enable you to see the BTS and and uh, react to them uh, effectively. Uh, so but that's, so that's what the baby that we yes. see in the trailer is about. Yes, okay. that it's it's you have to have that baby to 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 be able to see the BTS. This definitely sounds like a very strange game, but it, also yeah, intriguing. but right, it's super intriguing. And so so uh, the uh, the bridge babies have a a mood as well, and you have to keep them calm. Um, so that's that's part of your consideration too. So a trek on a delivery is an arduous thing. And I think that's intentional because I that's think they cool. want you they want you present at all times. They want you there you, at all times. And it keeps you invested in the in the world too. It's like that's I've never seen something like that. Yeah, it's game, it's really. it's an it's an effort from a game to keep you present in places where normally you'd just go and just, you know, do something else like I'm gonna watch Netflix while I'm walking to this place. The ga- this game wants you there for the whole thing. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah, I think it's a neat idea. And people wow. people are complaining about it, but I just I think I see the reasoning for I, it. And I think I think it sounds awesome personally. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a struggle, but it sounds like an awesome struggle. All right, so that's all I have to say about this training. It's polarizing. It's uh, loved and hated, and it's coming out in two days. Boom. Yay. Now, I want to talk about something I've talked about a couple times on the podcast, and I said on Twitter I was going to talk about this, so I'm going to talk about it. Google Stadia, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Before you sigh, I mean, I get the sigh. I get it. I get it. I get it. Before you sigh, though, um, the last time we talked about this, was when the whole thing was coming out about how Stadia was going to um, uh, do inputs for you, like trying to predict what you're going to do, and that's how they were combating latency. That's yeah. that, that's the story that came out. Okay, that was really strange. Well, that that story isn't quite true. Um, the Google Stadia just produced recently another video about their tech, and that's why I want to talk about them again because actually, I'm actually excited for for Stadia again. I'm at least excited to try it. Um, Fun, fun little fun announcement. I will announce that uh, I am a Google Stadia founder. I decided that investing in Stadia because of the the way that I cover things, my 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 need to cover things for the sake of the blind community. Yeah. Uh, I invested in Stadia. I am a founder, so I will be trying it on launch day. Just Ooh. so you know. Um, when is that? I forget. It launches on the nineteenth. Oh. 19th of this month yes 19th of this month cool so yeah i'll be covering that um so i'm actually excited again let me kind of go through what they explained and how and why i like it i'm actually surprised about this because a lot of this clarified a lot of my my questions stuff like that so basically what it boils down to is this google is doing everything they possibly can to combat latency now the story that came up before about how the game will do inputs for you, that is not true. What it will do is it will meow like Bob, apparently. Um, <laughs> okay. So, Bob always chimes in on the funniest moments. At, at the exact, exact moments, the exact right moments. So what it does is Google has worked with the developer of every game that's coming to Stadia to make this happen. And what it does is it will take your inputs that you make and 
real time. Be- okay, so so first of all, let's let's keep in mind here that all the games will be running on enterprise level um, systems, <coughs> huge servers. You know, it's it's more than just running them on a you know top of the line PC. It's, it's it's more than that. It's running this game on a huge enterprise level monster machine. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It can run anything. So 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 that machine can run the game and then some. You know, th- that, that machine has way more power than it needs to run the game at, at the highest settings. Yeah. What they're doing is they're leveraging that. So what's going to happen is the game is going to, based, based on the developer feedback, okay, so the developers choose all of these things, the game will pay attention to what you do and it will make calculations in real time um, calculations that wouldn't be made if you were playing it locally, a bunch more calculations made in real time of what you might do next. It will never presume for you, but it will try to calculate what you might do next. And based on that information, it will preload some stuff that wouldn't, like if you were playing it locally, it wouldn't necessarily preload the next thing, but it might preload some extra stuff. So when you do, if you do one of the things that it's calculated for you, you know, in in whatever list of calculations that it made, uh, then it will happen faster. Okay. Huh. So that's what they meant by that. Also, meow, apparently. Um, <laughs> okay. So on top of that, it goes even further. Um, different games can have different profiles, different network profiles as well. Um, so what that means is the, the the Stadia guys, and this 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 is uh, what what really started to get me. This is what I said. Okay, I think they understand what we're, what our concerns are. This is this is the one thing that really started to get me. The Stadia people understand that different types of games require uh, a little bit less latency than others. A li- you know, different types of games require different things, especially when streaming from the cloud. If you're streaming an RPG, you might be okay with. Um, resolution over performance because you're, you don't have to you don't have to gut react to things yeah. you know you, you can react in, in your own in your own time to most rpgs so you might be okay with that so they'll prioritize resolution and high quality graphics over performance but if the game you're playing is a first person shooter they'll prioritize performance over everything mm-hmm. so okay. different games will have different profiles and automatically adjust when you play them to um to what type of game it is, what, what the genre is, and, and of course anything the developer has included as well to you know with the calculations I mentioned before to help with that. On top of that, they're incorporating uh, two things. They're, they're incorporating uh, the ability for developers to um, kind of point certain things out, so they can they can um, they can adjust what Stadia is doing based on the individual scene in a game. So, like, if you're if you're watching a cutscene, you wanna you want that cutscene at highest quality, you know. So for a moment, they can let go of the performance stuff for a second, and give you the highest quality on you know whatever that takes, and then you just get the highest quality version of that cutscene because you're only watching it anyway. You're not interacting with it. So there you go. You get the highest quality uh, cutscene you could, and that can be dictated by the developers and also. Even after the developers are done, that leads to the second thing they've incorporated. They're going to use machine learning 
to allow those profiles to constantly expand for every single game as it's played by the community. So the network will even better adjust to things that are needed at given times. That when, when they expand, they're talking about it can go down to six segments of a level. Like, if you, wow. if you hit a segment of Modern Warfare, let's just say. Modern Warfare, I don't think is going to be on Stadia, but just I'm throwing an example out here. If you, had, if you had a part of Modern Warfare that's really battle-heavy and stuff like that, well, you're going to... You know, if, you're, if you're surrounded by enemies, you need to know that the performance is going to be there. You need to know that there's going to be as little latency as humanly possible. Yeah. And those are the kind of situations that it's going to be watching for. So what they said is over time, just every game on Stadia over time is just going to get better and better because it's constantly adjusting. It's constantly reshaping what it is sending out and what it is doing, how it's encoding things all the time to give you the best possible experience that it can. Um, nice. They also mentioned... Uh, they will also pay attention to the networks, the networks that people are playing on. So it's going to kind of watch your home network as you play it. And it'll pay attention to uh, what times you tend to have more network traffic. Meow. Also. So it'll pay attention to what times you tend to have more network traffic. And in doing so, again, will adjust itself to compensate for that as much as it can. And trying to give you as much performance out of the network uh, that's available as possible. So yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm back on board. I'm mm. I'm actually excited for this again. I'm the kind of person that you know I love technology. I love the progress of technology, and I, I I've always wanted to see. I was a fan, believe it or not. I was a fan of on live when on live came out. And yeah, I we remember, I remember you were really really excited for it. I was. was Me and Misty supported the crap out of online. It's it's you know, it's too bad they went down because we 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 had games. We had a couple games that we purchased on online exclusively, and then it got bought out, and then we lost those. But but it's fine. It's 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 what it is. You know, it's that was that was many years ago. But anyway, we were fans of that, and that had noticeable latency. Like I I'll even admit, it, it it had latency issues uh the whole time. But I was still a fan of it because it was a new kind of technology. It was, it was one of the first game streaming services of its kind. And it at least tried and it did some things very well. The audio quality of on live was spectacular. Um, and the, uh, the, the menu of on live was accessible through OCR actually. So oh, wow. that was fun. Nice. Um, so yeah. Oh, and, and near the end of on live's life, which, you know, this, this is the worst part right near the end of on live's life cycle. They made the website accessible too. So you could go through the list of games on OnLive, uh, you know, just a list of links. You click on one, one of those links, it'll give you the description of the game, and there'll be a play button next to it. And it would launch, uh, it would launch the OnLive application with that game open, right to oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on, Stadia, make that happen. I think they probably will. Most Google things are accessible kind of yeah. by, you know, these days. So I, I have no they're, doubt that it have, will be. They have good accessibility settings. Yeah, yeah, I have no doubt that it will be. Um, I have no reason to think that it won't be so, but yeah, so me personally, I'm back on board. I, I want to see, I've always, ever since on live, I want to see a cloud gaming engine done correctly. Um, and I, I feel like the video, the video that I watched was honest enough to say that this is someone from stadia saying, okay, so we'll admit you might experience on day one, you might experience some latency. Yes. Admitted because, because all these things that are working together, the things that developers did, 
the machine learning they're doing for the the you know the stadia itself to to adjust different parts of a game uh all those things all those things are still being built they're being built by you the community as you play yep so yes you might experience latency on day one but they're confident that the system they've built will learn and will grow and evolve in such a way where you're going to hardly notice after a while the difference between playing on stadia and locally yep so i'm 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 in. I'm back on. <laughs> so, but but to to kind of query you though, Sterlock, how do you feel about that? Like, what what's your impressions of, of all that? It's cool. My big hang up with it is the whole still having to pay sixty dollars for each individual thing. That's kind of a yeah. yeah. Understood. Understood. Uh, I think that's, I think you're I think that's, that's fair. I think yeah I think that's I think that's I think that's fair. Uh, if you if you do pay for Stadia Pro, you do get a game every month, kind of like an Xbox Live Gold or something like that. But still, still with with cloud gaming services in the past, we've always had some games available on kind of a subscription like, basis. Yeah, like if it worked like PlayStation Now or something, where you just got like you could pay a thing and get like a big selection of. Yeah, things, and weirdly, and other things that you'd have to pay like I, yeah, that would be awesome. And weirdly, that's that. that's the that's the first impression that the first Stadia announcement gave everyone yeah. is and it would be like it, that. That's honestly what it should have been from the outset because I think it would have interested a lot more people because I feel like interest kind of died out once they were like, oh no, you're gonna have to pay for each individual individual yeah. game. People are just like, oh, never mind. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like. So, so first of all, definitely I, one of them. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. first of all, first of all, I agree with you. I mean, that's that's a fair point. Um, but I feel like that's something that's probably going to change eventually. I think that uh, once Stadia is established, uh, they're going to want to bring in more people, and that to do yeah. that, they'll have no choice but to throw up a subscription model like that. I think. And when they I, do, I'll I'll definitely mess with it. And... Yeah, I, I think. Um, I think they're releasing it the way that so so now that I've seen this video, I, I kind of I guess have have an interesting view on this. I guess I think they're releasing it the way they're doing it because they're trying to re- they're they're releasing Stadia. By the way, it should be noted that Stadia is launching with some huge games, and that probably took a lot of work. That probably took yeah. a lot of you know on on Google's part to to get the licensing. And remember, they're working with developers directly to to code. Stadia versions of these games, so they work, you know, on the Stadia the platform. Isn't, it, isn't launching with MK11 as well? Yes. The Which, M- MK11. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two. They work with Rockstar. Red Dead Redemption Whoa. Two is, is on there I at forgot, launch. I forgot about Red Dead Two. Um, they work with Ubisoft. Um, the Ubisoft is going to have their uh, what's it called? The Ubi Plus thing, whatever they call it. It's going to be a service that you can buy with any platform, including Stadia. So, like, if you're an Ubisoft person, if, you, if that's like your developer or something like that, you can buy. Yes, it is an additional subscription, but it's it's no different than say EA Access. It's like yeah. Ubisoft Access something, but you can get that on Stadia as well, which no one else is doing that right now. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so you'll get access to a bunch of Ubisoft games on Stadia. And all Ubisoft games that are coming out that are that are already on the way are going to be on Stadia. Watch Dogs Legion was already confirmed for Stadia before they delayed Which it. Which is huge because yeah, Watch Dogs Legion is already looking to be a crazy massive game. Yeah. Um, also, uh, they got Doom. They got Doom Eternal. So that's going to be on Stadia as well. They got Baldur's Gate three. I mean, oh got, yeah, 
Yeah. That was wasn't that wasn't that the first we actually ever heard of Baldur's Gate three? Was yes. The yes. They they used yeah, the Stadia conference to so. announce Baldur's Gate three. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. That was that was a great that was a great call on that my part. That was a good uh, that was a good grab. Now it's not Stadia exclusive, but no. But what a cool way to build hype, both build hype for Stadia. For Baldur's Gate three and, and yes. Gate, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That's um, pretty smart marketing. Yeah. So they have these massive games with which again it, it must be noted that it's not it's it's licensing yes but it's, it's more than that it's working with the developers to make the game run in their system and to to have have the developers you know help decide you know what those additional calculations are going to be in the game what what is Stadia going to calculate in advance to try to to try to lower the latency for the player and try to build those profiles for each game so they're working with the developers on each one of these games so I think a lot of effort and a lot of work and a lot of time and a lot of money was put into giving Stadia's launch a, a uh, quality selection of games. Not a, not a huge selection, but a quality selection. And I think after that is done and after people are playing it with the launch games, um, then you go into adding more games. Then from there, you move into maybe giving us that subscription model that, that we really want giving us yeah. access to a bunch of games for, for, you know, one price. I think that's how they're doing it. And I think, I think that'll be okay. Um, yeah. Oh, I also, also noted just because it's a big game. Um, Stadia pro users, the Stadia founders, not that I'll be able to play this. I'll probably mess with it for fun though. Um, we get the entire destiny Two experience for no additional oh, charge. Yeah. So they got destiny two on Stadia, all the DLC, all the expansions. We get the whole thing right off the bat at launch. Nice. So, yeah, they're 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 going big with this, and I think once you know you go big, you fill out that you know group of people who are willing to pay to play those games, and you play them, and you grow those. You get, you let the machine learning do its thing, let the network you know grow, let it evolve the way it's going to with the technology they built into it. Then you bring in more games, you bring in more games, and you you know create something like a subscription model. I think that I think that thing that'll work. And I think it's gonna. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's what's gonna happen, man. I'm actually I'm actually a little excited about Stadia. I uh, I'm I'm looking forward to trying it. I'm excited I, to see how it'll work. I, I I want to demonstrate it if I can, on like a stream. But I don't know how I'm going to do that yet. Um, because yeah, I can I can do it in Chrome. Because Stadia is going to work in in Google Chrome. If you played on PC, you you open a Chrome window for it apparently. Huh. So I could window capture a chrome window and do it that way but what i want to demonstrate is is the latency or lack thereof you know what i want to show everyone what we're getting um and to do that I have, i'd have to somehow be assured that i'm completely synced up you know because yeah. the problem the problem with obs streaming is you, you might be a little out of sync from like your hand cam or something yeah yeah you might be a little out of sync from your video output so like yeah. someone may see you and, and even hear you press a button either way before or even way after you've already done it. So it's going to be hard to use that to, to show you guys the latency I'm getting or, or, or the lack, a lack of latency if, if it goes really well. Yeah. Um, so I don't know yet, but I want to do something. It might even just, even if it's just an audio recording of me pressing buttons really hard to show you guys. Like, <laughs> I'm pressing the button now. <laughs> I'm pressing buttons. I'm pressing buttons. I pressed it. I pressed it. Nothing I could do. Nothing I could. 
I spawn, I die. die. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's my plan. And I plan on investing um, because I, I want to do this with a game that I can play. So I plan on getting Mortal Kombat 11 for Stadia to uh, to give the best the best possible blind person experience that I can. Also, how crazy is it just like the thing that kind of blows my mind is like, hey, I'm playing <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 in a Chrome window. What is this? <laughs> I know. Is that's this real life. <laughs> yeah, is this real life? Yeah, that's kind of how they're blowing everyone's mind. And then, and then you can take that, and they're, you know, they're gonna, um, you can play it on your TV still with uh, Chromecast Ultra, which Stadia founders will get automatically. So I'm, I guess, waiting for a shipment of that. Um, and you can play Stadia on your Android phone if you have an Android phone, and it will be coming to iOS. But apparently, you can't play on iOS just yet. Yeah. Um, but it is coming. So you'll be able to play these massive, huge... I mean, I want to play Destiny 2 on the bus. Okay. <laughs> Five minutes later, oh, my battery is almost dead. Right. <laughs> right. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. We'll see how much battery that eats up. Yeah, um, yeah so good stuff. I'm, I'm actually excited again. I was, I, was really, I was really put out by the whole It'll yeah. do things for you, idea, but that's not what it's doing. So now, now that I understand it better, it's I'm okay with it. It's just it's just predictive. It's not. It's it's predictive. It's just holding on to certain calculations and waiting for you to do something and saying, okay, that's what I thought you were going to do. Now that we'll... sounds like the the engineering and the math behind that sounds really complicated. It sounds super complicated <laughs> because but, that's man. that's going to very much depend on the game. Yeah, like Mortal Kombat, it's it's got to be predicting. Okay. He might block the next attack, or and, he might do a jump in, or he might do a punch, or he might how, do a kick. <laughs> yeah, with like how involved fighting games in general are. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I also, I, I, I actually am still wondering about that uh, Stadia Assistant. You know about that? No. What is there? That? All Stadia games will have an incorporated version of the Google Assistant in them, so you can actually ask the Google Assistant for help with the game you're playing. So. Yeah, really? no, no joke, no joke. So, like, if I was, if I was playing Mortal Kombat, could I be like, what are Sub Zero's fatalities? Actually, that would be kind of awesome. I know. Okay, Google. <laughs> what are the controls? What are the yeah, control? Like... Yeah. Where? How do I turn on menu narration? <laughs> oh, dude, I just actually. Oh, this. Every it's, every it, game it, incorporates it probably, it, apparently. No, no, like. It probably won't work this way, but how freaking cool would it be? Like, if you could have the assistant turn on certain options for you. Well, uh, it would how be cool freaking cool be? for one thing. Um, it's it's not beyond possibility because look at what they're planning on doing with look at look at Sony. Let's take a look back at Sony. One yeah. of the announcements about Sony is uh, we we talked about this before, but let's you know bring it back up, bring it big, bring it back around. They're talking about having a voice assistant on the PS5 that will interact with the game where the example, they only gave one example that I saw, but the, the example they gave was, Hey, where's the nearest health pack? And it doesn't just like, it doesn't just like voice answer you. No, it marks it visually so you can go find it. So it interacts with the game itself. So things like turning on options like that are not beyond possibility in That's my opinion. Super cool. That has potential. Yeah. Don't, you better believe I'm going to mess with that. Yeah. You better believe that. Exciting times. Exciting times, and I get to try it out in two freaking weeks. Wee. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. Oh, man. 
All right. Well, that is my uh, gaming news that I had. Uh, do you have anything else you wanted to mention for um, that segment? That's not a big one because I don't have a whole lot to say because I don't really comment a lot on uh, rumors, as it were. But uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield comes up uh, in about a week. Oh, now. wow. Good lord. And, it, it seems like there's always one coming out, <laughs> in my opinion. There's always there's always one coming like on the horizon like Pokemon's coming out soon all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's every few years. Um, it doesn't seem like it. Uh, but uh, there's been there's been leaks coming out and oh. we don't know if they're real or not. It's it's looking like it might be the case, but. Uh, no, it's I, I always find that kind of stuff interesting. Just like I always I always just kinda take it as like, yeah, I'll believe it when I yeah. see it kind of thing. Yeah, I mean leaks can be wrong too. Um, um I mean the game itself has I mean the game's kind of in leak, but nobody's like uh you know, released footage and stuff. Yeah. Yet. Okay. But I'm sure that'll come next week. Oh yeah, there'll be tons when, next week. Probably more and more people break street date. Yep, because that 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 literally always happens, <laughs> all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Which is, I think, one reason why Nintendo is is definitely starting to push for uh, less physical releases because that stuff's harder to to crack. Like, yeah, you can. I mean, you can already preload. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Yeah. But you just can't do anything with it yet. Right. But I mean, the data miners will always find the a way to data mine. They're finding a way to data mine. Yeah. Yeah. That's just, there's people that so, dedicate themselves to doing that specifically and trying to find things. I, I, so. I have no idea how the heck that even works. Like, how do you even go about doing that kind of stuff? Like, you got to break into the game. I, I, yeah. I don't know how to do it. I'm, I would never do it myself, but. Yeah, it's it's, it's just, you got to do some stuff you're not supposed though. to do. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that'll be interesting. I am almost positive that it's not going to be playable. I think the days of us blind people being able to play uh, Pokemon are unfortunately uh, at an end. That is that is quite sad. Hopefully, I mean, it's, there's always hope that Nintendo changes yeah. their tune and works on accessibility yeah. more. But you know, because they've removed the one thing that really made Pokemon playable, and that is uh, the sound when you run into objects is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Plus, they're getting it more into, they're getting away from, uh, more and more from grid-based movement. Ah, going to 3D, full 3D. That was the other other thing. It was top-down, so your directions were always, you know, set yeah. yeah, you were you were moving the way you pressed, unlike with camera angles and stuff like that. We have to worry about. Yep, I'm pressing yep. right, but moving backwards. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's, a little, that's a shame. It's, I mean, I, I've kind of always known that the series was going to go in that direction eventually. It was just always kind of was like, it was more of a question of like, when is this going to happen? Yeah, it sucks, but I mean. Stuff has to evolve at the same time. Yeah, it does, and you because know, like, like I said, that was that was oh, a complaint that Pokemon has had 
with people for a long time is that it's never really changed all that much and now it's right. finally starting to change a bit more yeah yeah i mean that's that's all we can do is hold out hope for the future and hold out hope that nintendo you know changes their tune on accessibility and starts making stuff happen for us too so yeah you know that's all we can do all right uh is that it for that's this all segment? i have for for this segment all right let us move forward then on to accessibility news Welcome back. It's time for accessibility news. I know that was such a long break, but we're happy to have you back. No. All right. Um, so, accessibility news. OMG, Manamon 2 is out. Ah. Now I can <laughs> finally talk about it. Yes. Yes. Indeed, you can. Yeah. Well, I and, can't at the same time because well, yeah. I can spoil things. Yeah. So, so, Sterlock's in a weird position where he basically beta tested the game. And wants to talk about it a lot, but I'm also on my wants third playthrough. I played through the game twice in the beta period. Nice. I'm on my my third playthrough with the starter that I that I didn't use on that nice. playthrough. So yeah, it's yeah, it's it's out, and uh, we are going to be playing it on my stream as soon as we're done with one, um, which could be very soon, actually. So you're not that far from you beat the big boss of. Manwan 1, Meridium. Yep. And I will soon be heading into the Master Stadium. I might spend some extra time streaming Manwan 1 just to show off a couple more of the Mythics for fun. Um, but other than that, we're pretty much done. It so. honestly doesn't take very long. So yeah. Either, like, it might take you maybe an hour, maybe two. Yeah, and we have... It's not very long at all. If you if you look at you know both streams, Friday and Saturday, we have 12 hours coming up, so... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think we'll be in Manamon 2 by, by this weekend. Which would be great. I'm really looking forward to it. I, I will admit, uh, I, I cheated a little bit. Um, I may have launched Manamon 2 when I was going to register it. Because I, I pre-registered it, so we'd, we'd be ready by the time we played it. And I launched it, and sat there and listened to the little opening uh, thing. I heard the little opening <laughs> thingy. There's so much in that. <laughs> yep. There's so many new sounds that I'm... I'm haven't heard before like whoa i wonder what that is i wonder what that is <laughs> i have to say too i love the fact that we have menu music too like for the main yeah. menu part i love that song. yeah i don't know if you if you listened to the whole song yet i didn't i didn't listen to the whole song but i, I noticed it was there unlike in the first game where there is no menu music yep so yeah i didn't listen to the whole song though um but yeah man on two highly anticipated accessibility uh thing um, really happy it's out. Really looking forward to playing it. Uh, Sir Luck says it's great. Uh, people that have played it already says are, are saying that it's better than the first one. I've, I've seen multiple people say that. And so bring it on. That's all have I have to say. Have you, uh, you haven't accidentally been spoiled on anything, I hope. Uh, no, not that, I, not that I'm aware good. of. No. Okay, good. good, good. No, no, nothing that I've seen from, from people avoid, on Twitter has... Avoid the topics because... Avoid the topics, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm not looking at forums. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about people yeah. on my Twitter followers okay. list that are, that are playing it and said it's Good. better. Good. I hope, I hope. Like Chaos Bringer said, it's nice. better, for instance. So. Yep, it's a very, 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 very good game. I'm looking forward to it. I don't want to be spoiled. I want to react naturally to these things that are going to happen in this second game, and and uh, I want to be shocked and be stunned into silence or something. I don't know. I don't know if it's going to get like that, but... Sure. Actually, 
There are parts you might be. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Uh, Wow. Wow. This is the hype is building. The hype is building, guys. And really, it's only two days. If if we're looking at only a couple more hours of Manamon 1, then we're probably looking at only two more days till I play Manamon 2. You got got the Master Stadium, which, honestly, I never really had that much trouble with. Uh, yeah, I don't remember having much trouble with it either. Um, and then I, you know, the rematches, but I don't, I don't I, see. You doing I, I was just, I was just going to mention those. I was just going to mention those. I could have, I could do those, but I don't see a point of, of doing them on stream. Yeah. Like I might just do them for myself eventually, but I don't really need to stream them because they're literally just rematches with more powerful versions of each stadium yeah. leader. So, you know, that's that's all that is. I'm probably not going to stream that. I, I, like I said, I'll probably go show off some of the mythics before we stop and then go into two. Um. Yep. So yeah, that's Manamon. Uh, also, I think we should mention that um, Pitch Black hit its Kickstarter goal. funding goal. Yes, yep. indeed. They do have a stretch goal. I want to promote them again on this podcast to ask that if you are interested in this game, I would recommend supporting them. It's, it's going to be a great game anyway. I mean, I know they hit their goal, but their, 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 uh, their uh, stretch goal is to add a cross-save system which will allow you to pick up the game and play it, your saved game on whichever device you have it on. If you have it on iOS, you can play it for a while and play it on PC and you'll be back at your saved spot. You know, that's freaking cool. Yeah, <laughs> okay. <cool>. So, <laughs> so if you, uh, if you haven't yet consider supporting pitch black on Kickstarter, I, I know they'd appreciate it. And uh, it's, I think it's going to be worth it. I think that game's going to be awesome. Once it's done, it, the demo had its quirks, but I think they're going to, they're going to get there. I, I, I have a feeling about it. Yeah. I think they're going to get there. I mean, that was more of a tech demo than anything. It really was. Like, it really was. And it it, is, it, it did game. its job. This is what it's going to be. No, yeah, it, it did its job. It demonstrated to us what the tech's going to be like. Yeah. And the final game will be a much more refined version of that. So, you know, that's a good thing. Um, I also wanted to take, believe it or not, I don't do this very often, especially on the podcast, but I, I do it more, more in my blogs than on the podcast. But I want to take a second to take a, a break from games just for a second and talk about Streaming services. <laughs> so this is the month of streaming services. I don't know if, like, think about it for a second. It, lo- it really is. Two streaming services are launching this month. Like, not just one, but two. Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus just launched on the first of the month. And in um, about, what is it? Six days. Six days. Disney Plus is launching as well. Oh, I didn't think they were launching until December. Oh, no, they're launching it on the 12th. Wait, really? Yeah. I thought, oh. <laughs> yeah, they're launching on the 12th. <laughs> why did you I, can, I don't know why I thought this, it was launching you can, in December. You can literally go to the Disney Plus website and look at a countdown. They oh, actually have a countdown on their site. Okay, now I'm, now I'm kind of hype. So, I, I thought I had a lot longer to wait, but no. Okay. See. Yeah, no, you don't. Um, the reason I wanted to talk about them, though, is it, it stems from a thought that came to me, which then became a tweet that I posted on Twitter. A tweet that I'm actually surprised didn't get more attention than it got, because um, I thought it was I thought it was a really interesting thought, but apparently no one else did. Well, a couple people did, but not a whole lot of people. I was a little surprised, but anyway, it is what it is. Um, so I posted on Twitter. I was like, "So here's my accessibility thought for the day, guys. Um, even though." Apple TV Plus doesn't have a whole lot of content yet. Here's something you can't deny. Apple TV Plus 
is the only streaming service currently, the only one for which every single piece of content available on the service is audio described. And by every single piece of content, I mean literally every piece of content. Even I'm not, the trailers. I'm not just talking about the... Oh, yeah. I'm not just talking about the shows themselves. Of course, the shows are. But the trailers are. And the little previously on segments between episodes, also audio described. I mean, you cannot, you cannot get more audio described than that. Also, the... Uh, I mean, it, it, it falls under trailer, but... Um, after you watch the first uh, couple episodes of each show that's on there... You get a, uh, you know, one of those um, things you see on TV sometimes where it's like, coming up in this season, you know, trailer. Oh, also, yeah, yeah. audio described. <laughs> so, Very cool. I mean, and literally everything. Passed over. You know, yeah, that stuff, that stuff usually doesn't get described. This, this is what I said, too. I said, even Netflix, as great as Netflix is, even Netflix could take some notes. Yeah. Because none of that stuff on Netflix is audio described. None of it. No trailers. Oh. No previously ons. Unless, unless it was like a, sometimes they are. If it was like a TV show before, uh, it was a Netflix show. Like, like, um, oh, what's a good example? Uh, good, the Good Place is a good example of this. Um, their show, their yeah, their their previously on segments are typically described because they were they were on TV. Like that, Netflix didn't make them. Yeah. So they're described because they were already described on on the TV show when they aired. But. Uh, Typically, Netflix does not describe trailers or anything like that. So yeah, Netflix, even the giant monster that Netflix is with their audio description, and they just broke, by the way, a thousand titles on Netflix. A thousand things are audio described on Netflix. They broke a thousand. Um, As monstrous as they are, uh, Netflix doesn't describe trailers. And they can take some notes from, of all things, Apple TV Plus, the startup startup streaming service. (laughs) Um, On the other hand... A tiny company. Well, well, I mean, that's not what I mean, but... but, (laughs) The service is a startup still. Like yes, it, it, it is. just begun. It's just begun, and it's still yet to be determined whether they'll be successful at this. But yeah. I think they will be. All, all the shows that I've seen so far are actually really good. I, I was um, intrigued by the descriptions you were. You're yeah, made of some of the shows. Yeah, and I'm not going to go into that level of detail here. But just suffice to say, I'm I'm happy with with the content of Apple TV Plus so far. Um. Now let's talk about Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah. I have concerns. Yeah. Um, so currently in Disney Plus, there is a trial that's been running for the past two months. Apparently it started on September 1st. And it's a trial that was available only to people in the Netherlands. And people there also care about audio description. So there was someone there. I don't know if it was one person or multiple people, but someone there was taking a look at all the content, all the content available on Disney Plus during the trial. And, uh, pointing out which, which content had the option for audio description based on what was actually there. So they were going into the settings for each thing, seeing if they had an audio description option, and writing it down on the list. And don't get me wrong, Disney Plus will have and will support audio description. Um, as of the trial, over 200 Disney movies have audio description tracks on them. That's which is pretty good. Which is good. Which is good. There's, I have no problem with that. It's better than it's better than Amazon Prime's audio description launch. Remember that? Uh, it was like yeah, a hundred was... things, but most of them were not free with Prime. They were things you had to pay for. Yeah. Um, so, Oof. oh, not good. Um, but this is good. Here's the thing, though. At least as of this trial, no TV series audio described, and yeah. not and the worst part, none of the Disney Plus original content 
But you stuff. would think that you would you would think that's the stuff that would be. You yeah, you'd think so. You'd think it'd be priority one. Because I mean, we know Disney as a company cares about our description. They they already describe all their movies nowadays and they put their stuff up on iTunes, audio described and stuff like that. But so you'd think that Disney Plus original stuff would be audio described, but as of this trial, it is not. Now, it needs to be said as of this trial, because yeah. too many things to point out. It first might come all, later. Yeah, first of all, it is a trial. And they, they were very they were very uh, um, quick to point out that this trial did not encompass all the things that are even going to be in the service. They yeah. gave they gave they gave the people in the trial in the Netherlands several hundred things, which is quite a lot of things. But they were they were very quick to point out that it's not everything. Um, it was just a select number yeah, of even, things. Even though it's a even though it's a decently large selection, it is still just a selection of what's actually going to be on there ultimately. Uh, for instance, one of the things that is not on there that is going to be on there on launch day in the U.S. is The Simpsons. Uh, it's not in the Netherlands trial, but apparently all 30 seasons will be available to U.S. customers at launch. Immediately goes to watch seasons five and six. <laughs> five and six. Why five and six? Uh, those were kind of like the sort of the golden, like three, well, particularly like seasons three to eight three were to eight. like were like the best of the Simpsons, really. Maybe those are the ones that I'll watch then. I I, I never got into the Simpsons. I I just never did, and maybe I need to. I don't know. Old old school Simpsons is great. Like maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to watch old old school Simpsons. And, yeah, it's yeah. it's great. So apparently that's coming on the on the on the twelfth when it launches in the U.S. So that's that's not there now at all in the trial. There's no Simpsons at all in the trial. So given that we know that not all the content is there, there's also at least a possibility that even with the original content, we could experience without delay on the 12th when we can use it, maybe there will suddenly be audio descriptions on the original content. There, there certainly are things we don't know. But I think it's fair to bring up all this information because it is concerning with the yeah. way it is right now. <laughs> you know, I, I, hope that it's, I hope that it turns out to be nothing. And I hope that we're inundated with too much descriptive content when it launches there's too much oh my god i can't handle it yep um i hope to be watching star wars rebels because i missed that show entirely um it's out of and i've heard nothing but good things about it yeah i hope to be watching the mandalorian because that's an original content it's a brand new show star wars universe i i want to watch it i'll give it a ch- i'll give it a chance even though i'm not super enthused about like i i did not care for the last jedi and Rise of Skywalker doesn't appear to be much better from all accounts, but I'll give the Mandalorian a shot. Yeah, I'd say, you know, all these things, you gotta keep in mind, all these things are being made by a bunch of different people. Like, yeah. the, the team that made the movies isn't making the, yeah. the series, you know, they're, they're gonna connect them all because that's what they do, but uh, you know, like with Marvel and everything, but even, even with Marvel stuff, it's usually a bunch of different people, you know, different, different uh, Marvel movies have been directed by different directors and so on and so forth, so yeah. Um, but that is all I wanted to mention, I think. So I, I, kind of just comparison, you know, um, Amazon is, is okay with audio description. They're, they're decent at it. They're getting a little better, but they have a long way to go to compete with Netflix. Netflix still the, the, the monster, the king, but could also use, could learn a few things from Disney, uh, not, not Disney Plus, Apple TV Plus about describing trailers and whatnot. And, uh, Disney Plus is coming very soon. And I don't know what that means for everyone else, but there you go. Uh, also, I think we may have lost Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was trying to stall just in case he found a way to come back. And I don't think he found one. Um, so here's what we'll do. We're going to do what we call a cut. And we're going to come right back because he might have more to say about accessibility. But we're going to find out. And we're back in literally no time enough Alrighty. for a listener. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so we lost you there, Sherlock. I could no longer hear you, which is why I made that cut. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what I'd say about the streaming services that are, you know, the ones that exist already. You know, Netflix could take some notes from Apple TV Plus and the ones that are coming up, like Disney Plus, who my, hope works out well. Yeah, so my, my other concern that I have with Disney Plus is uh, how accessible is it going to be from the outset, like with voiceover and... Yep, that, that, that is that's that's that is a valid concern. That's a very valid concern. Worry about because we've had we've had some checkered uh, checkered past with uh, some of the services out there. Yeah, before. Hulu. Like, <laughs> and it's still going on with Hulu. Yeah, it's still uh, bad. It was really bad with Netflix for a while. It yeah. fluctuated so much. Yeah, and then Netflix they kind of got their crap kind of a, together. Yeah, Netflix has found a, a good. Uh, middle ground, I guess, because it was actually there's a point I was telling Sherlock about this, and apparently he missed this. I'll, I'll mention this on, on the show too. Telling Sherlock that there was a point where when you highlighted the play button on a movie or show, if you waited, the voiceover tooltip would tell you if it's a poor audio description or not. And they took that out, <laughs> which is really strange. I like, don't why know why they that? took that out. That's, that's a nice feature, and yeah. it, it saved us from having to hit play and having the thing immediately added to our continue watching list. You know, and then finding out, you know, it doesn't support our description, so we don't really want to take it in until it does, yeah. you know. But yep. but uh, that's, you know, it is what it is. But, they, you know, they, they are ultimately still accessible. They still function just fine, so it's hard yep. to complain. I mean, we can even use the interactive things. We can even do the interactive streams on, on Netflix which is, now. Which is cool. I yeah. like those. Yeah, those are fun. There's going to be another one by the end of the year, by the way. They're doing an Ooh. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt interactive stream. Oh, because something I'm... Not at all familiar with. I would recommend watching that show if you just want to, if you just want to laugh a lot. Um, it's just straight comedy. It's just fantastic. Nice. Um, and it, the funny thing is, the genesis of the interactive uh, thing they're doing for Kimmy Schmidt came from the fact that the writers couldn't decide how to end the show. So, so oh wow, that's so funny. They, so they decided to do an interactive uh, uh, episode so you can decide you can how to end the show. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. It's That's actually the great. yeah the interactive the, the interactive episode is the final episode of the show, and you get to decide that's, how it ends. That's hilarious. Nice. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's that's that's, that's that's a good way to use interactive uh, yeah. content like that. So yeah, there you go. If you'll never be disappointed in, in a season finale if you're the one controlling it. <laughs> yep. That's Which character great. would you like to die? You know, something like that. <laughs> yep. Oh boy, yeah. So that's gonna be fun. I, I'm looking forward to that coming out too. Um, yeah. So that covers, I think, streaming stuff. Um, anything else we want to talk about? Accessibility news and things. Uh, not really. I mean, we talked about Man on Two. We talked yep. about. Um, is it Sequence Storm doing something with? Uh, yes. The whole trees initiative. Yes, that is, that is a good that is a good thing we should mention. Sequence Storm is preparing to do their very first in-game event, where. Uh, players of Sequence Storm will be able to uh, rack up points on a leaderboard. They've already the leaderboard's already live, and apparently they're already accessible too, which is great. Um, I haven't actually tried it yet, but I'll find out probably today. Um, but they're so they they have leaderboards now, and 
when they're doing during this event, players will be able to get scores, high scores on leaderboards, which will then equate to points, which will then equate to donations to uh, a charity uh, involving saving the trees. So it's which like super donation awesome. through play. And I like I called it Beats yep. for Trees. And uh, yeah, Sequence Storm <laughs> messaged me back on Twitter. It's like, oh, that's catchy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, <laughs> I, do like I can that. sell, man. I can sell. <laughs> Beats for Trees. There you go. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I will definitely be saving some trees, man. Heck yeah, man. Getting them trees. Um, so yeah, Sequence Storm doing it up, doing things, uh, doing amazing things. I mean, they're, this, this guy's still planning on releasing DLC. You know, we're going to have new items in the game, new missions. He's got 13 new tracks so far. I mean, it's, it's, it's not ending yet. Sequence and I'm so Storm happy about so that. Good. <laughs> Sequence Storm itself is so good and it's not over yet. And I love it. I just love it. Um, so bring it on, Sequence Storm. Bring it, bring it all on. Bring it all the way on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, I think that does it then. Um, let's go ahead and do ourselves an outro. And uh, we will get out of here for this show. Yarp. And that is our show, folks. Episode 19 is in the bag. Holy cow. Also, Man. 19. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> holy cow. Um, it's been a great show. I, 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 I'm actually very happy with the show. Um, even though we still still did not have a guest, I think uh, I think we still pulled it off. Um, you know, I, I liked the topics we covered. Um, we talked about a lot of stuff. We even took a break from games for a second. We talked about streaming services because they're relevant right now. And... Yeah, stuff like that. So I'm, I'm very happy with the show. I hope you guys enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it, because we always do. So, yep. Uh, just a little bit of a side note as we close this one out. I will point out that as of last week, we did hit over 500 plays total. So, ooh, nice. We are climbing the proverbial ranks, if there are to be said ranks in podcasting. But anyway, there you go. Very cool. 500 plays. Yeah, I'm very happy about that, too. Um, so. To close us out, uh, as always, you can follow myself on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch at SuperBlindMan, SuperBlindMan on almost everything. Uh, you can share this podcast by go- just sharing the link, breakdownwalls.net slash podcast. Nice, easy link for you. And uh, you can even email me if you would like to comment or provide feedback or anything like that at SuperBlindMan01 at gmail.com. Uh, go ahead and email me if you want to ask questions or give us a segment to talk about or something like that. Speaking of talking about segments, don't hesitate, if you're if you're listening on Anchor at, at least, don't hesitate to send us voice messages because we do like talking about things the community asks for. So don't hesitate at all. We will happily talk about whatever you give us to talk about there. Yep. Um, what about you, Sherlock? How can they find you? I am pretty easy to find. I'm Sherlock on... Uh, Twitter and YouTube and Twitch and my email is oh it's S-T-I-R-L-O-C-K yep not E-R right uh, that's, that's a mistake a I made common, common mistake that a lot of people make and uh, sterlock at gmail.com and also nice and simple there you go yep so you see yeah, we think of me. we think of others when we make our email addresses <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. I didn't easy. make that email address in 2004. Nope. Right, right. No, not at all. That you made that just for the podcast. No, just kidding. Yep, just for the <laughs> podcast. Just right, for right. you, the listener. <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna do it. <laughs> Tune in next week for episode 20. I don't know what's gonna happen as far as a guest because um, next week I think is also gonna be. Yeah, next week is also gonna be a little bit hectic too. So 
I might. In, I think. I think I'm going to say in advance that we probably will not have a guest next week because some stuff's going on next week that I need to consider. So uh, probably no guest next week. Um, but I'll work on it. I'll, I'll I'll get a guest back as soon as I can. So. Yep. All right. We'll see you then for episode twenty. My goodness. Woo.